0: We're back, yeah, Cam Newton style up in here, but we're going to save that for another day. That's a podcast all by itself. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, please, 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 welcome back to the Donald and Donald podcast, man. Double beef. We are coming to you straight off script, baby. That's what we do. We're giving you a brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today. Let's chop it up, man. <laughs> hey, barbershop, but not really getting that haircut right now. Okay, now with that being said, let's go ahead and jump this thing off real quick. Let's start right here. Week 7 in the NFL. Quick couple of, quick couple of notes I got. Patriots, they stun the Bills. The Ravens, they beat down the Lions. The Browns, they squeak one out against the Colts. The Falcons ask the Bucks, "Who's your daddy?" They still ain't answered them yet. And now they're st- they on top of the NFC South. Gotta think that one through. Eagles top off Miami. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. Let's start right here, though, D. My man, check this out. Detroit Lions mm-hmm. contender. Or Pretender. Now, the Ravens, they molly whopped the Lions 38-6. to But here, this is what I need to talk to you about. Because you didn't really drink the Kool-Aid, man. Listen, so it's kind of like you had thought about this before this before game. Before the game
1: even came Right. Through. Before it even. My thing looking <laughs> at it, who did the Lions play up until this point? T- talk to me. They played an unhealthy Kansas City Chiefs. Only good win on the season, if you ask me. Okay. They followed that up with a bunch of they lost to the Seahawks Mm -hmm. they played the Bucks Panthers Falcons NFC South we all know what Sam we already know what condition the NFC South is in right right then you played Green Bay searching for an identity we don't really know what we get in week in and week out with Green Bay
0: I kind of was heard about that a little bit cause you know that's my team and they did beat us at home but go with it
1: but that's the (laughs) thing with them it's just are they really contenders or just benefits of scheduling Right, because even look, going you move forward, they're not playing the Bills, they're uh-huh. not playing the Dolphins, uh-huh. they're not playing the Eagles, uh-huh. they're not playing any of those teams that we're seeing are legit contenders this year. Right, you play one. Legit
0: contenders, uh, Uno numero, baby. And we seen what happened. <laughs> Molly Wah. But listen, so, but when you but when you say that right and everything, what was the Lions, what was their record last year? Because, you know, they uh, first of all, mad shout outs to their coach because he has heart. You know, he, he plays with his heart on his shoulder. But they didn't have a good record last year. But didn't they, like, finish the year kind of strong? They finished the
1: year strong, pushing for a playoff. But it's the change of culture that they've seen with Dan Campbell. Mm. That's pretty much what he's established there. Because they're still, to me, a middle-of-a-pack roster. Mm-hmm. Roster, roster, they're still middle of the pack to me. Yeah, and Jared Goff's playing as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You have questions. You have Amon St. Brown. Good receiver. Can he take that step and be one of the best in the league? Jamison Williams, we still don't know about him. Y'all had David Montgomery in the backfield. Picked up Jameer Gibbs. They both went down. Where y'all defenses? Y'all haven't had, you know, it's not eye-popping defense. It's middle-of-the-pack defense. And when y'all go up against a team who can score, we see what happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then if you go up against a team with a competent deep, you know, y'all struggle. Mm-hmm. Y'all struggle against the better defenses. Y'all mm-hmm. struggle against better offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Y'all going to beat up on the lesser teams, mm-hmm. which y'all should. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to
0: playoffs, there's no lesser teams in there right right I got you okay so check this out let's just peer into that game just a little bit and I want to go to your, your your lens man your eyeglasses on this first of all they didn't have David Montgomery and I'm like did he make that much difference and then uh, St. Brown is their number one receiver right now everybody else you know around and you know just was talking they was, they, they was drinking the Kool-Aid they was like making excuses for him and everything they've never seen a player like uh, Lamar Jackson you knew he was in the league ain't we all playing the NFL game of football yeah. so you talk to me about So, did David Montgomery make that much of a difference in their offensive side of the ball? And wide receiver number one? You know, because they they got punched in the mouth. Like, you know, like, seriously. Because you can't say David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs played good.
1: Jameer Gibbs played just as good as you. 68 yards running, average 6.2 a carry. hmm Chipped in 58 yards receiving, which cool. is what y'all brought him in to do. Right. Jared Goff didn't lose y'all the game, really. 284, one interception. Just couldn't punch it in the end zone. Right, right. Y'all could not find a way to... Amar St. Brown, I think he had a 100-yard game. So they, David Montgomery isn't the reason y'all lost that game. Okay, why did they lose? Just not on the type of level of... Uh, Ravens right now. (laughs)
0: Where you got the Ravens going, baby? Where you got them going? What you doing?
1: I can see perfect scenario. We do have to see if Lamar stays healthy and is at because this is the best I've seen him throwing the ball. Right. Stays at this level. I see them challenging because who else is challenging the Chiefs in the AFC? Honestly. You got Mm -hmm. them, Bills. We, the Dolphins is still out to be, they're a scoring machine. That's pretty, that's it. They're going to try to run up and score on you but when you get into those close games like but also, they can give up points like they did against the Bills. So, it's just, I think, com- complete-wise, they're one of the most complete teams in the league, the mm-hmm. Ravens are. Mm-hmm. They're one of the most complete teams. With adding Roquan Smith to that linebacker court last year, they already had a best, one of the best corners with um, Marlon Humphrey. They did what they needed to do, bringing in receivers for – Lamar to throw to and it's paying
0: off. Yeah, Zay Flowers, he's a beast out there, ain't he? Man. And Odell Beckham Jr., man, they rejuvenated his career. I thought he was out of the game. Like, I didn't even think he was going to come back. And
1: he, he does, he's just a good locker room guy to have, for right? A young guy like Zay Flowers. Yeah, yeah. Odell seen the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. That's true. That's true. He could keep that young man steady. Like, keep, yeah, it's going to get hard. It's going to be games where you feel like you should have done more, could have done more. That's not the end of it. Right. If you've seen, who would have thought
0: Odell would lead the Browns, go to the Rams, and be a big part of that reason why they won that Super Bowl? Right, yeah, A lot exactly. of people wrote them off. Yeah, yeah, I taking you know. I guess one when I think about Odell Beckham Jr., I think about the catch when he was in with, with the Giants and everything, you know, and that kind of like stay, you know uh, uh, put a mark on his legacy of making him like one of the great receivers. Uh, but you know, but then he taking you know he kind of he moved around a little bit or whatever the situation is. But I still think his name takes the top off. It takes the top off the defense. You still gonna have to know where hey, he at. whether he catching? Yeah, respectable receiver. Right. You gotta respect
1: him. Right. You right. Gotta exactly. Respect
0: what he can do on the field. Man, but that makes sense, though. So are you telling me, right, like, as we talk right now, are you telling me, AFC Conference, because like you say, the Bills, we don't know what the bazooka and, and everything is taking going to do, you know, taking a Mad 24 cover. We don't know what Josh Allen is going to do. We have no earthly idea. Yeah. I don't think he know, because he just said today, hey, maybe I need to stop thinking so much and, just play, and football. just play football, right? Which is not what you want to hear from your quarterback. Exactly. So they may be on a downhill slide, man.
1: And then it's the thing, they they never solidified a run game out there in
0: Buffalo. So Who they got as their running back anyway right now? Uh, Dalvin Cook's little brother, James Cook. Who's the better of the Cooks on that When Are we cooking? I mean, it's still out on James Cook because yeah. just
1: of the situation he fell into. The Buffalo Bills are so heavy on you know, get the ball to Stefan Diggs. Right. Because I think they drafted one of the better offensive weapons in this year's draft, and Dalton Kincaid mm-hmm. just haven't given him the opportunity to make plays. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's all Stefan Diggs is their offense Yeah And I think that's, they're limiting themselves To just that Yeah like they only got one option And it sounded to me like If, if Diggs don't get the ball Whether he catches it or not He's not happy So either it, it, even if He's not catching it He's still like Hey still Like give me the ball Give but, me the ball But they know you there You know what and I mean They're all like y'all are making it known we're looking for Stefan. Right. And then it seems to me like sometimes Josh Allen, he force feeds He's gonna him, force it to him. And and, and that's not always but the that's best always
1: option. that's always been Josh Allen's thing too. He depends so much on that god-given strength, god-given physical ability. He thinks he can make every throw. He thinks he can fit a ball into any window. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't cuz you got they're just as good on the other side of the ball. Right. That stuff's not go. and you came from – that was the big question when I'm coming out. You came from Wyoming. Yeah. Not playing the toughest of opponents week mm. in, week out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you could get away with mm-hmm. My ball comes out 100 miles per hour. <laughs> you could get away with that. In right. the NFL, no. Right. It's just different. It's, yeah. It's way different. Don't get me wrong. He's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but mm-hmm. that decision-making part – of him is what holds him back so much.
0: I got you. That's cool. And like I say, you know, everybody know about the the Miami 70 drop on on, on the Broncos. But you know what? They played the Broncos. But, like, as we start to wrap this up, so you tell me right now, contender or pretender, who are the Detroit Lions, baby? Who are they?
1: Who are you? Pretender sounds harsh, but I'm going to give them pretender. I just don't think they're there yet.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's cool then. You heard it here first and you know what it was. We're going to keep looking at them throughout the season to see what it is and what it looked like. Now, you know, they take a couple of extra teams and everything and step up and be a little bit more consistent and play somebody, which may not be to the playoffs because I think they're making it to there, maybe. Don't you think that? Yeah, they're getting in the playoffs. We'll see what happens when they get there because those are the games that matter. Win or go home, baby. Right, right, right? Yes, that's right. right. Okay, let's make that happen. Listen, here we go, here we go. I would like to give a mad shout-out and congratulations to the WNBA Las Vegas Aces. Back-to-back, back, baby. Woo-hoo, yes. All right. With that being said, which was only done back-to-back, like my man D said, back-to-back titles was only done by two other franchises. We know about, you know, the Houston Comets and Cheryl Swoops, and we know about the Los Angeles Sparks and my girl like that way. Then, but let's go back to the Aces for a second. Now, homegirl Asia Wilson, who was coached by Don Staley South Carolina, showed up big time, baby. 24 points, 16 rips, them rebounds in my category, Edge out a victory of 70 to 69 over the New York Liberty, which was a tough team. Man, they got a center out there, man. She beast mode, right? The Vegas Aces are also coached by who? Becky Hammons. That's another WNBA superstar, right? Yeah. Okay, now she's a legend in her own time. She was an assistant coach to my man, who? Greg Pop. Greg Pop. All right, exactly. And my girl Becky Hammons say, "Hey, listen, this was the sweetest because it, it took in. It was the hardest. How you feel about that? That statement. It was the sweetest because it was the hardest, even though it was back to back and they did it before.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's the WNBA is in a great place right now." Great place right now. I think it's the best place, WNBA. And you, Charlotte Sting, baby. We used to go. Yes. We were big supporters of the WNBA. We always loved the game. We always respected what those athletes can go out there and do. Shout out so to Don Staley. That they're having. <laughs> shout out Don. Now that they're getting the respect that they deserve, because honestly, they... They've been able to play. Yeah. They've been able to play. So now that they have the personalities to match the games, and I, I wrote this down. What the super teams did to the NBA uh-huh. had the opposite effect. Right. For the WNBA. Okay. Super teams in the NBA took the league backwards. Right. Okay. It took the league backwards. Some. It took, more people stopped. the Golden State era. Uh uh-huh. Where you knew who was going to the finals each day. Right. A lot of people didn't watch until the finals. Right. A lot of people tuned in every game for the for these Las Vegas Aces, New York Liberty. They both, Brianna Stewart, right. Sabrina Onescu. Yeah. like these next people. Atlanta
0: Dream, Chicago Sky,
1: all these teams, uh, Mystics, like they all have good, great players, and right. it's only gonna get better with these these next group of players coming out of college. You got the Angel Reese's, you got Caitlin Clark's, you got Van Leath, you got people.
0: The league's only gonna end. They're getting athletic too. Exactly, and what's my girl named Caitlin Clark out of Iowa? Out of Ain't Iowa. she like number one right now Don't on that Lord. little ranking coming yeah. forward? They got her going number one next year. Listen, you man, you like you just blew my mind right now because I love the Charlotte Sting, Don Staley, and everything. Big Rhonda Maps, my girl. You know what I mean? And it just, oh my goodness, it was just those games were just so wonderful to go to. Do you think because you know the Charlotte Hornets, you know, is taking they under new ownership right now? You think they're gonna bring them back? With you know Golden State just got An expansion team. I heard about it Do you know their name yet? Not yet I'm I don't either sure. But I did hear they, about that they, But don't they think I got to get is, another one To even it gotta out gotta even it out Yeah What's a better North Carolina's a big hoop state Right Big basketball state Right What's a better place than Here Yeah That is true yeah, that is true. It, it's, we bought, we bought so hard. Our ankles hurt. We had there. the
1: culture. Uh-huh. We had the support. We mm-hmm. had everything. Right. It was just a bad time for the WNBA as a whole. Yeah. But if you bring a team back to Charlotte, mm-hmm. we'll probably get. They'll probably get more support than the Hornets right
0: now. Right. Yeah. Just
1: honestly speaking. Right. Right. So. I would go for it. Yeah. And I, I would, would go to the game. I would vouch for them to bring back the steam. Right, that right. some of the best basketball we got the chance to see. And like I said, that environment and that coliseum, you couldn't match it. it right. It, it was...
0: It was something to see, right? It was absolutely because, like you say, I remember going down Tyvola, man, off Tirola. You know, going to the old arena, man. It was one of the greatest experiences in the world. It really, really was. But check this out. With that being said, a girl Becky Hammond, Greg uh, Becky Hammonds, uh, Greg Pop, Papa Bitch, and everything for the um, San Antonio Spurs. Let's talk about this for a second. Let's trans- transition into this. The Wimby Effect. Who Victor Wombiyama? One more time, Victor. One B-A-M-A, yes. All right, with that being said. You talking to me? Do you you feel me? Man, he he got a chance to be
1: this next generation's LeBron, next generation's Kobe, next generation's Michael. What he's – but even – because we're not – LeBron couldn't do the stuff that we're seeing this man do. Mm -hmm. Block a three-point shot. Transition. Wow. (laughs) Running transition, Uh, stopping pop a three. Nutmegging, nutmegging, <laughs> uh, baseline behind the back assist to the corner, like he's doing things you're not supposed to do at seven four. Right, like you're not even supposed to
0: think about doing this stuff at seven four. Exactly, he's making it look natural. Right, exactly, exactly. And so, with that being said, are we are we like you know entering a new era? Oh yeah, it went you know it shifted.
1: It was big man era. That's what I first saw when I started watching basketball. It was the Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. It was the Yao Ming's. You get people like Dwight Howard who could come in and dominate a league. You get those big men shifted. Big guards kind of became a thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted the LeBron James who can facilitate at six 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 eight. Mm-hmm. They wanted those. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry came in and threw all that out the window. Right. They thought we was going back to the big man era mm-hmm. with the Joel Embiid's, Jokic's, but it's not the quite same big man era. That's why throwing in a Victor, Chet, these type of players mm-hmm. is gonna change even that dynamic, of even the dynamic of that because Joel Embiid and Jokic are two different centers than what we were used to. Mm-hmm. These new centers are even more. Unique, mm-hmm. even more complex, even can do even more than what we thought we was getting from Jokic. And imagine if Jokic had the ability to jump and block a. Sh- First off, Jokic can't jump over a phone book.
0: Well, that is true, man. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, have you ever noticed when he plays, It's taking. It's like he out of breath and he don't have nothing left. But then next thing you know, he do an awesome pass or hit a three pointer. He's the most. I think the thing with
1: what makes him unguardable, his game is. So awkward. Yeah, he he his game is awkward. It's not. He's a kid who was outside just throwing up shots. Right. But he mastered throwing up those shots. Exactly. That Lakers series last year, man. I'm watching it just knowing we're going to lose. Yeah. Because there's no there's no answers for what he was doing. Right. And then if those. Pieces around him, mm-hmm. like if Jamal Murray stays, Jamal Murray, right, and those other guys still buy into Aaron Gordon, just be my lob three, mm-hmm. right, KCP mm-hmm. guard their best player and knock down your shots. Mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr., you just be Michael Porter Jr., right. Like, they just let him do whatever he wanted to do, yeah, catch and shoot. You, we know once the ball go to you, you putting that thing up, but it's the the culture of just like we going to ride Jokic as far as he can take us. hmm We're going to come up, set the ball up, give him the ball, let him work. Mm-hmm. I trusted him. Yeah, the sock clock done ran down to one. Mm
0: -hmm. That somber shuffle is unguardable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But with that being said and everything, getting back to Victor, uh, is is he taking? So you think about who you think about? Tim Duncan. You think about, what, the Admiral, David David Robinson. And then you got Greg Pop. He seems to know how to take and do with these players from overseas. He seemed to know how to mold them. He seemed to know how to get the best out of them. And and Victor already said himself, he's like, man, I really, really like Pop. I want to play for him. You know, Tim Duncan said the same. Thing he's like, man, he's like he's like a god scene when it comes to sports. The basketball genius is there, right? And then you add in pop is just a real
1: person, Mm -hmm. he's not a a figurehead, Mm -hmm. he's not somebody they sat up there as just be the face, be the face of our team. Yeah, we're gonna get you the best players, right? But it's because we know what you can do with them. Mm -hmm. We know if we get this number one pick, Mm -hmm. it's gonna turn into something. Right, right, right. But so how lucky are they? Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Every I, time it's a solidified, guaranteed. This number one player is him. The only person other they miss is what LeBron James. Right, right. They got Admiral. They got Tim Duncan, and as soon as Victor came in, they're right back to struggling in in the conversation for getting. How do you line this up? But also, you look at it, Starlin Horn is the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis came in, mm-hmm. second pick. Mm-hmm. This year, Victor Wynn Yarba's coming in, second pick. Mm-hmm. Why don't we ever hit on
0: these... Once in a once in a lifetime prospects. That is true. That is true. And I guess when when you kind of when you think about Victor and everything and everything that that he has the uh, the, the possibility of kind of like doing, I'm kind of glad that he went to who he went to because who had the, the number two pick in the draft? Hornets. Okay. And I don't think they would have known what to do with him. They they're gonna they're gonna know what to do with him in San Antonio. I think they play tonight. And Greg Pop already said, "Hey, listen, he's mature and he's ready." And I think that he's in the best environment. In a situation that he can possibly be in right now, and I'm really looking forward to it, man. You take you got New school, old school, veterans, rookies. You got everybody talking like real good stuff about this guy, man. 19 years old, 7-footer, man, the alien. You know, however you want to put it. So, hey, listen, I'm looking forward to it. But let's go ahead. Let's talk a little bit more about the NBA, right? The NBA. Let's get into the NBA regular season tip-off, baby, opening night. That begin when? October 24th. Listen, I know the Lakers is your people's. They're my people's too. I really like the Lakers, man but you have got to give me your input on these Los Angeles Lakers Denver ring ceremony matchup what it is
1: i was just highly disappointed i was <laughs> highly disappointed just because like i said the nuggets they they stayed true to who they were they mm-hmm. played the game that got them got them that ship mm-hmm. played the game that that got them to sweep us. Like, they didn't change anything. Mm-hmm. They lost the players, kept the same formula. Mm-hmm. Lakers
0: did all of these offseason moves yeah. and nobody performed well last night. I know, man. And, you know, they, they're kind of saying, you know, I hate to say it, but I got to go ahead and put it out there. It's like, I don't know the chemistry between LeBron James and D'Lo. It's like, did, should they have, have caught or Should they have kept him? Because the thing about it is, is, what I've noticed about the Lakers, and you know, I take, I look at them pretty closely too. They high on recycling. They, they, you make, you send all these players off, and then you bring all these players back. Okay. Now, I'm just, just a couple. Uh, D'Lo, okay. Then D- uh, D- you had, uh, who else did you have? You had. Uh, Help me out. You Going had,
1: back, we had D Howard. We the White guy. Yeah, brought him back. There's a lot of people that we put in these type of cycles, and it's just like because I think we had Javale. We brought Javale beat McGee back for a little bit mm-hmm. and sipped him off. Right. It's just Thomas Bryant right. brought him back. Right. It's a lot of stuff that's just and I'm new this with the LeBron situation. We put ourselves in a, in this situation to where we have to go try to find these role players. We have to try to find these below-market-type guys in the hope that they come in and perform are the people that they've given up on already, like a D'Angelo Russell. Right. Teams didn't want D'Angelo Russell right. in their locker room. Yeah. We brought him back. Yeah. He did have some moments where it looked like this could work. Uh-huh. But mainly, especially in the playoffs, he showed his colors. He showed who he is. Right. An inconsistent shooter. Right. And that's what... Coming in, D'Angelo Russell was supposed to be... A passer of the ball. You were supposed to be the next great point guard who could see the floor. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you took this shift to where you want to be a three
0: point shooter, you want to be a scorer now. We don't need you. We don't need that on this team. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you said that about the three point. The three point time, right? The reason why I say I'm glad that you said about the three pointer is because I looked at that game. I looked at most of it, and uh, everybody is camping out at the three point line, man. I mean, even AD is camping out at the three point line. It's like why? Why? I, I know. I know that we need uh, three-point shooting and we need scores on the team to take and to to, to complement LeBron James and AD, DeBrow. But listen, here's my whole thing. With all that being said, it's like, don't, don't nobody want to take and uh, get to the point of, hey, well, let's let's try something else different because you're not going to win no game shooting nothing but threes. Especially when y'all aren't great three-point shooters. Right. And I think that's
1: what they they took the lack of three-point shooting last year. Yeah. And tried so hard to double down on it this year. They made it personal. They made it personal. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, we're going to make shots this year. Yeah. We're going to come out we're going to shoot the ball and y'all can and that's what I told you. Preseason, it looked better. It looked like it got better. But I didn't think we was going to be playing five out. I didn't think that was
0: going to be just y'all's whole offense to go mm-hmm. out there drives and kick the whole game Well, mm-hmm. ch- so check this out so let's elaborate on that for one second first of all uh, Darvin Ham he took in cause they got blowed out like 120, 100 to 123 against the Suns mm-hmm. and, and Darvin Ham said hey my starters is going to play three quarters that right there I think was kind of like the, the the red light kind of start and the flash and then they take in, you know, they pretty much laid an egg. You know, they made a couple little runs, this, that, and the other. But when it came down to this game matters, this game counts. All right, so this is what I seen when I saw that game. It looked to me like they take in the, the uh, Denver played to win. Yeah. And the Lakers played not to lose. You can't win no game like that. It was their ring uh, cer- uh, ceremony and everything for their, for their uh, w- uh, NBA championship. And it's kind of like it's kind of like a statement game. I know it's game number one, but every game counts, man. You have to set the tone at one time, sooner or personal? later. When does it become personal
1: for you guys? Right. When does it become a matter of pride, mm. a matter of I'm a pro basketball player too on the Los Angeles Lakers. And if I'm LeBron James, Anthony Davis, I'm one of the best players in the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When does it become, all right, they not, the disrespect has to stop. When does it become that? Because now is, you let them sweep it. Mm-hmm. You let them talk all offseason about the Lakers. That's all Mike Malone and the Nuggets talked about. Lakers, you would think that we played them in the finals. Right. That's all they talked about. Lakers daddy,
0: you do, you, I'm your Lakers daddy, and all who's this. Who's your shit.
1: daddy? Who's your daddy, and that all of that there. Y'all go out there. They showing off. That's what I'm, they showing off their rings. Mm-hmm. That y'all could have. That's you know. My I'm, I might just be wired different. Mm. I'm looking at those rings, I'm looking at them drop that banner, I'm looking at, I'm thinking, we're supposed to be playing this game in crypto, mm-hmm. we're supposed to be playing in crypto, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be getting our 18th ring, Right. whatever history they would have put into that ring, we're right. supposed to watch our banner come down. Exactly. I'm going to show them that, that, that this year is going to be different, mm-hmm. starting here. Right. Y'all came out
0: like, it's the first of 82. Right, right. So here's my whole thing, right, because I, I'm just loving the way, where this is going. A.D. scored 17 points in the first half and laid an egg in the second half. LeBron James told A.D., this your team. Like we said last podcast, LeBron say, I'm going to do LeBron things, but this is really technically your team. What's your take on him, man? Because he ain't doing what he need to do, man. Can and, trust him? Yeah, is he pouting? Can is he not? Because he ain't even going in the paint. And you are not. So, you 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 might be able to not get hurt shooting three-pointers, yeah. but you ain't scoring out there. And when you're playing somebody like Jokic, like we just said, whose biggest flaw is his
1: athleticism, why not take advantage of that when one of your biggest strengths is yours?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Go down there and bang him up. Try to get him into foul trouble. Make him meet you
0: at the rim. Right. You standing out there shooting threes and just playing straight into their hands. That's true, man. That's true. And you you know, we're going to keep a close eye on them and try to follow this thing through and see what's what. But they have a whole lot more to take and to to prove to me. You know, like my man Swagoo said, I don't trust you. Right now, I don't trust you. You know what I mean? And it's
1: just all bad. But let me. Breeze and D'Angelo combined, 8 for 23. Rui Hachimuri, 3 for 10. Gabe Vincent, I think, was 3 for 11. The only other. Contributions you got was Tyrion Prince, who should not be your second leading scorer. Yeah. Christian Wood off the bench, who people thought he was going to be
0: the worst signing of the offseason for us. Mm hmm. And Cam Reddish. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something, man. I take him when it came to Cam Reddish and when it came to D Low. I took it, those was the first two players I dropped on 2K. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's move on to the Suns-Warriors game right quick. Okay, so it did go down to the Y. It did go down to the Y. It was a very close game, and uh, the Suns uh, won 108 uh, to 104. But this right here is still another preview. Of some some accolades of am I going to make it to the finals? It's like I'm not here to play, uh, you know, uh, on the playground ball. Yeah. I'm here to win a title. Am so I'm not here to
1: put up numbers. Right I'm not here to actually win something. Yeah. What are we
0: doing? What are we doing? How you feel about that one, man? Because they saying they said first of all they saying that the, the Warriors are too short <laughs> and can't nobody guard Book, even though he had a bad night. Curry gonna do Curry things. But how you feel about this matchup, KD and all them boys?
1: I I, I think we gotta wait till Bradley Bell's back. Mm-hmm. to fully see what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. We can't put too much. I think KD had a bad shooting mm night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, 7 for 22. You can't depend on – he's not going to play like that. Eh? Mm-hmm. That's what I said. We play the Suns next. Uh-huh. We can't depend on KD to shoot that bad.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's just warming up, man. That he's was like a warm-up good. game. He's just getting started. But they won that warm-up game the Lakers Devin, didn't the,
1: with Devin Booker doing Devin Booker things and you gotta think they still playing without Bradley Bill right exactly who it's, legit might be scoring-wise he's not too far behind him mm-hmm. and he also
0: might be their best playmaker mm-hmm yeah yeah. What, what what kind of uh what kind of production can you expect expect out of him? Is he healthy? He on the court? You know, give me some points on that. What, what you think tonight?
1: In this role, I think you're looking for him to give you somewhere between eighteen and six. Eighteen and six. Like yeah, not yeah. quite twenty. Yeah. Right. He can burst for you know a couple mm-hmm. of games where he goes off, but I think he's there to be that third option
0: mm-hmm. and be their playmaker on this team. Okay, okay. We're going to look at that and see what it do. Hey, come on now. Tonight's game to watch is the Hornets-Hawks, baby. The A five battle is the opening night matchup for the Charlotte Hornets at the Downtown Spectrum Center in the Queen City, baby. Charlotte, North Carolina, home of the Hornets. Now, I know you love them Hornets, baby, so I need to know right now. You need to spill it and let me know. What do you feel about this matchup, baby? Because I'm going to look at this game to the heart. I
1: think my first like guesses when I when we finally send five people out on the court because I just which five like, though that's man. the thing Goodness. I don't know
0: what our team is <sighs> they right just pick back up it's Smith it's Smith what what did he 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 was like a bench player for the Denver Nuggets right yeah he got a ring though <laughs> he, he 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 got more than they got right but <laughs> hey, are we going backwards and that's the thing uh we
1: we have Romelo, cool but then we also have James Boot Knight. Bryce McGowan's Right. Tall guards who we brought in to play that point guard role off the bench. Right. Are we bringing back Ish Smith because we didn't see what we needed to see in them still? Are they still not ready to get major benchmen that you get? Are they not ready to be that leading guard on the second unit? Either one of them. hmm James is going on third year. Bryce is in his second. Right. Are we saying Ish Smith is a better option off the bench than those two guys right. that we've put draft capital into? Right. That's scary for me. Exactly. Cause I, that's, I think those young guys performing well is a big part of going
0: forward for the Hornets. Mm-hmm. How much of this, again, and, and you know I have to say it, man. How much of this actually falls back on, on, on the coaching? Because, you know, <laughs> Steve Clifford went down there and stunk it up, man, down there in Orlando. And like you said, they got their roster together, and then they took and him, They gave him his red him. ticket. You know what I mean? They gave, they gave him his shipping papers. It, that's what... I wrote this down in my notes is he
1: here to scheme in games like is he a in game coach or is he here for player development Mm -hmm. because I don't see either one he hasn't had a good track record of either one he hasn't won and when they bring in top talents in Orlando he wasn't the guy that they wanted to develop these top guys Mm -hmm. so what do we see him
0: adding in value to the Hornets it almost seemed to me like they had to pick a coach because they're finna like start the season without one. But let me ask you a quick question and everything since we on coaches and the Hornets and uh, you know the eighty five battle and the Hawks and what's happening right now with the team. James Borrego is that not the last coach that they took and they had won a playoff game with in a series with? Mm-hmm. You know he's still he's not a head coach but he's still an assistant coach somewhere in the league. And, and my thing about it is, do you remember when Lamelo Ball had, took a head went in for that dunk and missed it, and he's and he set him down. He took him out. You yeah, need that. Right, exactly. So, my thing about it is they were still a 500 team. Man, I don't see this team right now, if they keep playing how they're playing right now, to get over 500. So, it's like it's like you kind of like throwing away coaches just like matter or can like make a difference. And he I, was a disciplinary, but he was, was fair. We were supposed to get the um, assistant coach from the Warriors. I can't think of his name. Quinn? Was it the, was it Quinn Snyder? We were supposed to get him. I thought Quinn Snyder took him. Then uh, last year, Quinn Snyder played for Utah, and then they shipped him to Atlanta. So it might not be if somebody who was a head coach, he ended up being an assistant and Was he any good? Because if we can't think of the he was on that team who won the ring. Oh, okay. That that guy's back. He would have been a better option. He still right? He
1: agreed to the Hornets head coaching spot. Mm-hmm. Something happened. Mm-hmm. And he just said nah. <laughs> he said no. Nope. He said yeah, I don't. I'd rather be in the for somebody. I'd rather stay an assistant coach here. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a detriment to your organization. That's, right. that's something behind the scenes that he's seen or he heard or just know somebody. He might even if oh the GM there. I heard about that guy. Yeah. Let me not. Let me just stay where it's best for me. Right. And because
0: maybe he felt like I can't really succeed out there. Right. They're setting me up to fail. Right. Right. And that kind of kind of makes me wonder sometimes because you know, I mean, Michael Jordan was like you know calling the shots and everything right there because he gave a phone call to Brandon Miller saying, "Welcome to the team. It's time to put in work now and everything." And it was like he was a high draft pick as well. He was their number one pick in the draft. So I mean, I don't really know. But anyway, with all that being said, you you tell me how you feel about this Hawks and Hornets um uh, a matchup. Listen, I know it's game one. I know it's it's it's, it's uh it's opening night. But this is uh, a personal battle. Eighty five. Is this a must win game one? Must win is tough. I would say
1: it's a. It's going to show where we are, though. Mm -hmm. If we come out and compete, because the Hawks are a better team than us right now. Ice Tray. They're better. Their backcourt is definitely better than, you know, Ice Tray and DeSante. Those guys are going to get, you know, he's. Ice is gonna give you points. He's gonna give you offense. DeJounte mm-hmm. might mess around and give you both. Right. He might lock you up your best player, and he might also go out there and give you 25. Right. We don't really have those. It's still questions out on if Miles Bridges, if Terry Rose here, if Gordon is gonna be $30 million. Bro, this down, Gordon Haywood, since he got here, came 2020, 19 points a game. hmm Declined every year since. Mm-hmm. Now he's sitting at about 14.
0: Mm-hmm. For $30 million. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna cut it. And your job is to shoot the ball, it's man. It's to score, That's right? It. And make it. <laughs> this is your job. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is like you got more
1: responsibility mm-hmm. and less production, right? That's not how this is supposed
0: to work. <laughs> exactly. What are we doing again? I say, what are we doing? So, what you got? Just, just let's just, just for, just for uh, funds and giggles, right now. What you think the score gonna be? Hornets-Hawks tonight. Hawks 113, Hornets 92. It do, I got us losing. Okay, but is that, you think that's acceptable? You, do you think they put enough productivity as far as, hey, we can build from this loss if we do? It'll be throughout the game. If they
1: show – if y'all just give me runs of, okay, they're making it close. Mm-hmm. They're making – they make, make them work for it. Right, exactly. Don't go out there and lay it down. Don't go out there y'all fall behind for a little bit. Right. And I can see the long faces. I can see right. the, oh, there's another year of this. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Exactly. I want to see continuing fights. I want to see continual fight. Just
0: fight, compete. Act like y'all is NBA players. Exactly. And, and, and let me do this little quick note before we go to the next segment. Is um, La, LaMelo Ball is starting to complain a lot. He's starting to complain to the refs a lot. Man, I was foul, Man, I was foul. Come on, LaMelo. Listen, yeah. you, you you just signed Max Deal. You know what I'm saying? You playing to it hurts. And that's probably the,
1: you know, they say those all-star calls.
0: Yeah.
1: He's looking for those now. He's yeah. looking for the, the slappy slaps, the, right. oh, he touched my arm. Right. He's looking for those because now he's saying, I am an all-star. Which is just sign which this is true, and it
0: is, but he he's going to have to take in. The yeah, All-Star also wills their team to win. That's what
1: I'm saying. You also haven't done anything.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: haven't made the playoffs. You haven't. Rookie of the year, arguably, you shouldn't have won that. Right.
0: It's
1: still debatable. Right. So Who should have won that one? Anthony Edwards. Okay. Yeah, I feel you on Had that. Had his team competing. Yeah. And his stats was just as good. Mm -hmm. And he didn't miss time. You know, Mm -hmm. Melo missed time with that ankle his rookie
0: year. Yeah, that is true. Anthony
1: Edwards, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. Like, I'm not saying it's not a case for him to have it. Yeah. But in my eyes, that was Anthony Edwards' Trophy. Right. That was his award. Right. And Anthony was has taking that personal. Yeah. These past couple years, he's shown he was the best player in that draft
0: by far. Exactly. And, and like we we're saying, and that is true. And that's a, that's a real strong case. But like you said, Lamelo, he's still fun to watch, man. But like we said last time, that does not produce wins because when he's hot, especially from three, he's almost logo style. But with that being said, let's see what happens tonight. Okay. Okay. Here's our segment, baby. This is what y'all been waiting for. Double D. Double D. Dynamic duo of the week, baby, Double D. Now, D, let's check this out, baby. Now, what is our Double D about this week? Dabdemic duo this week for me is going to be Kirk Cousins' connection with Jordan Addison for okay. the Minnesota Vikings. I love it. Talk to him because they won. They call him primetime Kirk. That's what they call him. Like, can't, he can't win. He can't lose in primetime, and That's Andy. what I say. I say, ain't those the games you want to win? Right. Ain't
1: these the games you want to win? I shade right you. you. I shade you. I shade you. Right here, man. 370. Best game of the season. Yeah. 378 through the air. Two touchdowns. He did have the one early interception. Right. But
0: he's been playing great all, yeah. all, all, all year long.
1: Let me look at this. He has a 40-year one-on-one QBR, 16 touchdowns to five interceptions, 2,057 yards. Mm-hmm. With missing Justin Jefferson the past couple games. With all the questions of oh, is he really good? Yes, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is a
0: good quarterback in the NFL. Like I say, that a Reaper man, he's a good. You know, quarterback know what I'm saying? He throw with his eyes closed and hit his target. Let's stop all these, all <laughs> these, all. He, he can't get it done. He
1: can play, man. And then gotta give a shout out to Jordan Addison. Okay, yeah. What he, he come out of, man? Jordan Addison, USC. Okay. He transferred from Pitt, uh-huh. won the, the, the receiver award out yeah. there at Pitt, transferred to play with Kayla Williams at USC. Okay. And then came out this year. Seven catches, 123, 17.6 uh, average of catch. Right. 60 was his longest. Uh-huh. Two tutties. Woo! Best game by far. Yeah. 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 Breakout, That's what you want to see. Breakout game. <laughs> Mr. Jefferson goes down. Uh-huh. This is what you need to do. This is what against arguably the best team they played this year, mm-hmm. San Francisco. Right, that right. defense isn't a pushover. Exactly, he exactly. He came out, and if you watch that game, he came out and competed. It wasn't like he was catching drag and he was competing. Mm-hmm. The interception that he, uh, Kirk Cousins threw earlier was a jump ball to Jordan Addison. Travis Ward mm-hmm. went up, tussled for it. Traverse Ward just came down with it. Right. But also, Kirk Cousins showed, that's why I said this dynamic duo, was the pick for me Because he doubled back on it He didn't shy away from Throwing those jump balls To Jordan Addison Right Hit it again Yeah Same thing They tussled for it Uh-huh Jordan Addison pulled this ball down Yeah Didn't fall This is uh-huh. That's how he broke the 60 60 yarder It was a jump ball Tough catch Came down stayed on his feet Took it 60 yards Oh yes Yes, yes, That's what you want to see That's from what your, you want to see From your rookie receiver Well, yeah In a time where, Like I said prime time game No Justin Jefferson Mm-hmm First round receiver What can we This is you
0: Right This is your time This show Like right. Yeah hey, I'm a round receiver too mm-hmm. Only because Justin Jefferson Is that good Exactly Exactly that, That's what I was Kind of saying man I didn't think I didn't think The, the Minnesota Vikings Not that coach Was not going to allow them To lay down And go to sleep You know what I mean oh, I love that coach Right exactly You seem to um, Go down he told Hoggerson go down so
1: they can get an injury
0: timeout. Oh, well that you know, that's just part, that's of, the just part of the game. That's just that's part the of the game, but that's the first
1: time I've ever seen them actually catch the coach right. screaming on the sideline. Right, down. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, exactly. I love it. You know, people try to play it off like, nah, we ain't telling him to do uh uh-uh. why well, we're not telling him to do he's limping to the sideline. Uh-huh. Just go down.
0: <laughs> Let us get this free timeout. Get you checked out. Right. Continue the game. Right, exactly. So, listen, so so we talking about the double duo and everything, Kirk Cousins and Addison and everything, nice little hookup, nice little combination, nice little bit of chemistry that's going on and everything. So, with that being said, what can we expect, like, going forward? Because, like I say, I think that, that uh, J.J., Justin Jefferson, is on IR, so he's going to be out for an extended amount of time, maybe three more weeks, three yeah. more games. So, what do we kind of, like, have to look for uh, in this double duo?
1: I think this is going like I said, best game. He he went from his highest before that was 72. Mm-hmm. Almost doubled that this game. hmm The highest average was that 72-24, but he only had three catches that game. hmm I think now with Kirk seeing this type of performance with him, brightest lights, best team, arguably one of the best teams in the league. hmm Now I feel like it's going to establish a, a level of trust. Mm-hmm. Between the two Now he knows I can depend on him To make the tough catches Now I can depend on him To be where he's supposed to be Mm -hmm. His route running is clean Everything's Mm -hmm. clean I don't see it going up I'm not saying He's going to be able to seven catches, one 23, two touchdowns for the rest of the year. Right.
0: But I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot more of this versus what we have been seeing from it. And that may be what they need because if you have a true number one, you do need a true number two. But with that being said, do you think that the looks is going to drop off any once uh, Jefferson get back? I hope not. Um,
1: only because what's better than having – one Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Two. Two.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Absolutely. That's pretty good stuff, man. Okay, check this out. Now, let's move to this segment right here. Let's move on. This is what we got now. PTC. What is that? Primetime Colorado, baby. College football. Got to look at it and see what's going on. Primetime Deion Sanders in Colorado. I need you to tell me what do you feel and how do you feel about prime time this team recruiting where they going because I think they got UCLA next mm-hmm. and they want they done already quadrupled the wins from the season before with one. What you you just tell me what your outlook is on it, prime time in Colorado.
1: I knew this would be the problem coming in, just not having the top end talent to compete against some of these teams. Did he bring half
0: his players with him?
1: (laughs) Yeah. He did bring a lot, but it wasn't all just people from Jackson State. But even if you say that, I bring in all these people from Jackson State. They was at Jackson State for a reason.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Got him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, let's, be, let's, let's be honest here. They was at Jackson State for a reason. So
1: they, they not barn burners. They wasn't five stars coming. They were dope. No. <laughs> so even if you saying he brought those kids, yeah, they was good in Jackson State. Playing South Carolina State and FAMU and all right. that. right. But now you're saying it's different levels to this. Right. It's reasons why you aim to go to Pac-12s, not go to SWAC. (laughs) It's reasons why. I love it. It's reasons why you get the NIL deal is much bigger. It's all these reasons why behind it. Like, let's not just act like these hierarchies and the way college football and all this stuff, they just did it randomly. Right. No, it's a reason behind it. I understand. Then, so now I saw it first game. There we're gonna have a trouble on defense. Okay, keeping some of these, like I said, five star recruits, mm-hmm. keeping them boxed in. Cause what you got, Travis Hunter, cool. It's a whole another side of the football field that you got to worry about. Yeah, Charlo yeah. is a good safety. I do like Shalow. but mm-hmm. he's also not one of the better safeties. He he, instincts isn't all the way there, and he has that high motor deck. Comes back to bite you,
0: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he's
1: he's crash. Like let me, he one he wants to crash into stuff. He's that crash dumb, not crash dumb. It might not be the right word I'm mm-hmm. looking for, mm-hmm. but that head first, I'm coming downhill. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to light you up. He has that, and you know sometimes that can hurt you, right? Because you're supposed to be our last line of defense, right? It's been a lot of times where he was out of position just because of that or what he thought he saw, right? It, it didn't. I thought, okay, Shador's playing out of his mind. He is playing real nice right but now. But he doesn't have an offensive line, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: these are—they don't have a legit defensive line, right? That can
0: contain a good running team. So what was it uh, against Colorado State? Well, Colorado State just got scared because they—they—they—they—they they, 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 they was targeting my man Hunter, man, put him out for a minute.
1: It was bad play. Let me bad play. But you know, bang bang, it was in the heat of the game. I'm not saying it was I don't think it was intentional Yeah I think that player just Let the moment Get to him He yeah. let the The hype of the game He let the energy in the state Because it was a good game it was, it was a great game It was competing It was, it was just A bad play Yeah It was a bad true. play Right He saw the ball But you Also People tried to make it seem like He watched the ball ran, mm-hmm. turned back And Travis hit him uh-huh. No He saw A deep ball being thrown Right as a defensive back, you're you either lock in on the ball or lock in on a target. So true, right? He locked in on Travis Hunter. Mm-hmm. So he's running full speed at Travis Hunter. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't see the. I'm not. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But mm-hmm. that's a like a bang bang moment, right? A lot of us can't pull up mm-hmm. and stop running full momentum. Yeah. It's so taking locomotive a couple miles to stop. So, why be mad at this 19, 20-year-old kid <laughs> mm-hmm. who made a mistake? Right. Dirty play. Don't dirty play. I'm mm-hmm. not condoning it. I'm not saying it has any place in football. Mm. But let's not under, let's not act like we don't understand what just happened.
0: Exactly. So, listen. So, with that being said, what, what do you think and what do you see the program going, man? And, you know. And, oh, like, he's not some dogs. Okay. He's.
1: What you thought would happen Yeah Is happening Right He's getting the recruits To come to Colorado Right And it's only gonna get better Cause I think they're leaving To go to the Big 12 Okay Which is arguably a bigger You know bigger, You play Texas You play Texas A&M You play those bigger schools mm. So Yeah He's getting He got another receiver He just landed The four star quarterback To So when Shador has gone He's not in a bad situation When it comes to that mm-hmm. The The running back That they got now True freshman Dog mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Uh, Winston Watkins, a five-star wide receiver at IMG, mm-hmm. he's coming. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing, and you can only imagine the transfer porter again next year. It's not going to stop. It's not stopping. Right. And like he said after that
0: first loss, y'all better get us now. Right. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's true. And I think that, like you say, um, just his mentality, and I really like his coaching style. First of all, it's prime time, and he's not going to let he's not going to let his his uh, team fall below the standard of what he feels is where they need to be. So I really like what he do. So with that being said, with their remaining schedule, they got UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, uh, Washington State, and Utah. Uh, so what is that basically a bowl game? I mean, how many how many more games you think they'll win? UCLA is a toss up. I can see them
1: pulling that one out. They're in the top 25. Yeah, I can see that's that's just recently because a lot of teams have been losing. Like a lot of times, USC's on a downslide. Mm-hmm. Dukes lost. North Carolina just took an upset loss. So I think that's more of a benefit of the people that was ahead of UCLA mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. they just didn't do anything to hurt themselves. Right. I don't think they're a top 25 team per se. Mm-hmm. If that makes
0: sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense.
1: Oregon State, I'm loving what they're doing. They have D.J. uh uh-huh. from Clemson. He transferred out there. Uh-huh. He's playing best football I've seen him play. Right. And that's included in a Clemson game. Like, he looks rejuvenated. Uh-huh. He looks like he was the top. Like, you know, he came out. He was number two only behind Bryce Young. Right. So, he looks like that quarterback again. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's having fun playing the game. That's going to be a tough game just because... The way that offense is rolling right now. Okay. And Colorado's defense is my biggest question about it. Right. So, I think they dropped that one. Okay. Arizona, Washington State given. So, that's three out of the four right now. Right. Utah's a loss. So, three and two to end the season. Okay. That's decent, right? That's pretty good. Okay. Because that puts them at one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. six, seven. Yeah, they bowl. They'll be bowl eligible. Right, yeah. So, and it's going to
0: be it's going to be wildly watched, man. Just And across.
1: that's a, that's a win. Right. To take a team from one and whatever, mm-hmm. come in whole new team, bring mm-hmm. a whole new recruiting class, mm-hmm. transfers, Jackson State, mm-hmm. all that take that turn it around to a bowl game in even in that midst of losing to Oregon, mm-hmm. losing to um who else? Did, USC. Mhm. That Stanford game, oh, right. oh, they should not have dropped that game. Exactly. But losing to those games and being able to finish out But If he goes out and wins that bowl game, mm-hmm. just imagine recruiting is only going to get – That's what I'm saying. Recruiting right now, mm-hmm. he might have the best nah, – No, he's not getting the best classes. Let me not say that. But pitch-wise, yeah. what he can give you, what yeah. he can offer players – right. I don't think nobody's
0: matching that. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. I don't think
1: nobody in the nation is going to be able to match that. Right. So, And I think he knows what type of players is going to buy into mm-hmm. that because it's not about this. Right. It's not about this right now. Mm-hmm. It's about I know I want to get you to the next level. Right. I know you can play the next level. Mm-hmm. Let me get you there. Exactly. Just trust me mm-hmm. right here. That's what. Trust me right here. Yeah. I'm going to get you where you want to be. Exactly. Just give me what I need from you here. Right. Buy in, mm-hmm. Gave me 100% mm-hmm. That's what I think The best thing that he said was I need people to match My
0: passion Right Match my love for the game He said I love it He said I love football You can't doesn't, like it He, he said I do love it He
1: doesn't have to do this Right he do, Yeah his his sons are playing But his sons was going to be good Regardless Right We I hate that I hate that Shador and them Chose to play for their dad Uh huh Because people forget That they were Sh- Shiloh was already At South Carolina Uh huh he was already there. Right. D1. Mm-hmm. He was going to be D1 regardless. Mm-hmm. Shadour coming out, four-star recruit, mm-hmm. Florida State, Auburn. He had the, the scholarships. He had the offers. He had everything before. Right. He chose to go play with his dad. <laughs> right, exactly. It wasn't like, it's not like, let me think of uh, the Sweeney kids down in Clemson. Mm-hmm. Y'all have no choice but to play for your dad. <laughs> I know this off topic. I seen one game against Wake Forest, Sweeney's son was in there on kick return. Yeah. They kicked it to him three straight times until they just said, Yeah, we gotta take him out. that. Shadora and Shiloh aren't that. They're right. legit football player. Right. Sweeney is a, a legacy kid. Right. <laughs> like, let's stop treating these kids just because they're playing with their parents. Right. Like, they're not. There's a lot of parents. And Brendan Rice out there at USC right now. It's a lot of kids. Frank Gorson was at Southern Miss. D, you still have to have the talent to match the name. Right. It's exactly. not just gonna get you. You could have, yeah, he probably would have got. I mean, he probably would have got a scholarship. Okay. I'm not gonna say it was D1 or none of that, but he probably would have got a scholarship. uh uh-huh. He probably wouldn't have seen the field if he couldn't play though. <laughs> I don't care what your last name is. Right. If you can't play, you're not gonna play. Not at this level. Right. And then he got out there. What questions do we have about the man? He got out there. Cool. Y'all said Jackson State. You're only playing that good because of your competition. (laughs) Cool. Let me go to the Pac-12. Right. Before the losses, he was in compensation for the Heisman. Right. Had a legit case. Yes. For Heisman. Yeah. Without the losses, I think he still has a legit case for the Heisman. The yardage and all the the stats is there. They're there. They're there. They're there. He's not turning the ball over crazy. He's not only thing he's doing is getting sacked. And that ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> right. Like, Let's stop that, man.
0: <laughs> Let's stop that. Yeah. Let's stop that right here, right there, <laughs> man. I feel you. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I say, it's gonna be it's gonna be wildly entertaining and something that I'm looking forward to. So going forward, getting those new players in and Everything when when the ones that he have after he groom them and then sent them on their way to better and greener pastures and he do his thing. What is what is Colorado gonna look like next year?
1: It. De- <sighs> wants to leave. Okay, he's already came out. And he's talked about entering the draft. Uh, I don't think he will uh, just because of the bumpy the road he had. This just the losses. And then the, some of the games, you know, the um, Stanford game, he had a bad decision. Like, some things he can't polish up on, mm-hmm. and your dad's going to just tell you the real, like, you're right. not ready for the NFL. Right. And he should know. And you should know that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think he returns. Mm-hmm. Travis Hunt is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. I think he goes just because of the talent he is. Right. So, if you can bring back Travis. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that team's gonna be crazy next year. Do you think he's gonna continue to be a two-way player? No, I think he does have to pick one. I Which I, yeah. side? If I was him, I'd take wide receiver. Yeah, just because the way I look at it, cornerback is second hardest position on the field. Right. Okay. Why make it harder on yourself? Yeah, that is true. Versus, I could be a receiver. Mm-hmm. Receivers get paid. Mm-hmm. I could be a receiver. I can go out there dominate play mm-hmm. to the best of my ability mm-hmm. and now that I'm focused on mm-hmm. just this mm-hmm. I can hone in on my my route running can get better because mm-hmm. the athleticism is there right. the hands is there the jump balls is there right if you hone in on the small things mm-hmm. of being a receiver mm-hmm. Travis Hunter could be one of those guys right. like he makes those catches that's just like hell right why exactly And then, but in corner he also is, he's undisciplined like that's what I'm saying Cornerback-wise, I think it's a more of a raw thing for him. Cause right. in high school, of course you can play corner. Yeah. Based off just athleticism. hmm Jackson State? Yeah,
0: exactly. Of course you can play corner. Right. Yeah. I need you there. Yeah, exactly. I need you there.
1: <laughs> we don't really need you. To play both sides here, because right. it's not going—it's only going detriment us. We can't expect you to go out there and play 150 snaps a game.
0: Right, exactly. That's just too much for anybody if you're really trying to make it to that next level. Well, listen, I'm gonna tell you something. They have rejuvenated my my um my love of the game because I actually want to know when Colorado's playing next, man, win or lose, I, because they they don't my interest again. And uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, one quick shout out though before that. What about Marvin Harris Jr. real quickly and uh, what he going to do? Uh, first round draft pick. Is he going to be able to make it do what it do? Is he coming out this year or Yeah, he not? comes
1: out next year. I think he's going to be a top five pick. Who do you think he need to go to? With the Bear situation? Yeah. I think he should go. I think Bear should take him. Take uh-huh. whatever quarterback you. The Justin Fields experiment is over. Okay. Let's throw that out. The, done dear fellas. You heard this Justin before. People, it's done. Over. Because especially since Badger came in. And looked great. I don't think, man, I don't see how you go back to Justin Fields. Exactly. I, honestly, I don't see how. I, you find out somebody who wants him before yeah. trade deadline. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Get him off! Get him off your book! Get him off your book! Don't even have this because that's what the situation was last year. That's Right? They didn't take a quarterback. Yeah. Because they had to deal with it. You still got Justin Fields. You still have Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> get, get him! He's still young. I don't care how young the man is. He can't read an offense. He, can't, he, he he can't see right. <laughs> the man just can't see right. Right. And then you you put out an undrafted. not not Brock Purdy mm. not not Mister. Uh, what's the Mr. Irrelevant? Not yeah, Mr. Last, Irrelevant, not yeah. Not last pick in well, the draft. Once, was it 178? Mr. Yeah. Irrelevant is 178? Yeah. Not last pick in the draft. I'm talking about undrafted right. D2 quarterback right. comes in right. and gets this team a win. Right. The best they've looked all year. Right. Even the earlier win that y'all got, I can't yeah. remember against who. Y'all won the game earlier. Y'all didn't look as good as that. It was DJ Moore showed in. It was exactly. a bunch of dump off of DJ Moore and let him work. Yep. This time Tyson was... I think his name Tyson was running the offense. Exactly. He was directing. He was running the offense. So, y'all got the Panthers number one pick. Yep. Y'all still in the running for number two, number three. Take whatever quarterback y'all want. Whether it be Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix Jr., I don't care. Take right. whichever one you want. Uh-huh. Get him Mike Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. Now you got a quarterback, a mm-hmm. young quarterback, you can start to build around. Right. You can you have a legit wide receiver one in DJ Moore. Okay. And now you have a legit, legit possible going to be wide receiver one soon, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. But there also is another way they could go quarterback, and it's that tight end from Georgia, Brock Bowers. Okay. Just what he brings to an offense uh-huh. can change anybody's offense.
0: Okay, and that's what they need and want too.
1: Yeah. So that's. I can see it going either way. If I was them, I'm taking quarterback Marvin Harrison. Okay. Just because I think Marvin Harrison is as for sure a guaranteed thing
0: as you can get. Right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, you heard it here. First people, Chicago, go ahead and do what you need to do and everything, you know. Now, you do know my Green Bay Packers is in there, but don't worry about it. We're going to come around in time. But go ahead, Marvin uh, Harrison uh, Jr., uh, go ahead to Chicago. I hope the GMs is listening. Hey, listen, we're about to wrap this thing up, fellas. We're about to wrap this thing up, ladies and gentlemen. A quick honorable mention, the World Series start on Friday. We got the Diamondbacks and the Rangers game one. Who you got? Ranges. Ranges, okay. And how many? What's what's gonna be the count on that? 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two. All right. Thursday Night Football, Bucks and Bills. Do we need to even mention this? Is it going to be about anything? No. Who got it then? Bills. Bills got it? So so Baker Mayfield, no. he, Greener Passage is where he needs to go to?
1: He needs to find his way
0: to a broadcast booth. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Broadcast Mayfield. Okay. With that being said, we're about to sign off. we about to sign off right here. Listen, we would like to thank everyone. And I say everyone for listening today. Please join us. again on our next podcast of Donald and Donald podcast yes and we straight off script people please please remember to drink your water and don't forget to stretch
1: and remember man trust your process no matter what season you're in let's get it
0: Absolutely. I love it. Please join us next time, okay? It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. And it, we're going to keep it rolling, baby. All right? All right. We're signing off right now. See you next time. Next Feel episode. <laughs> <that's> him, <man. laughs> yes. Make it do what it do. Double D. Let's go.